This is BTR News with Scotty Reed. The day after presidential candidate U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders appeared in the DNC debates hosted by ABC Univision, the unapologetic Democratic Socialist participated in a Latino voter town hall where he answered questions related to Trump's current immigration policies and where he stands in relation to other candidates vying for the DNC nomination. However, the previous night, Sanders appeared on the debate stage with nine other candidates at the HBCU Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. Jorge Gilberto Ramos Alvalos, who goes by the stage name Jorge Ramos, a Mexican-born American journalist and author who works for Univision, was afforded space as a moderator in the debate. Ramos seemed to single out Senator Sanders for a question and asking the senator in an accusatory tone if he considered the president of Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro, a socialist dictator. Ramos, in his question to Sanders on if Maduro was a socialist dictator, the Univision journalist front-loaded the question with assertions that the target of Donald Trump's plot to bring about regime change in Venezuela was disappearing, torturing, and killing people. Sanders astutely recognized what Ramos attempted to do and began his answer by declaring what his democratic vision of socialism entails, which includes a litany of human rights the senator ticked off. Sanders then declares that anyone engaged in human rights abuses is a tyrant without naming Maduro and then suggested that multiple nations in the region must work together to resolve the human rights crisis that is occurring in Venezuela. The nonprofit media organization, Democracy Now! provided a clip of the exchange with context from journalist Juan Gonzalez, who put Ramos's question in its proper political perspective. Continue to cover the Democratic debate in Houston. I'd like to turn to a, a moment when the Univision anchor Jorge Ramos was questioning Senator Bernie Sanders. But I want to first preface this by saying a lot of people know Univision and they know that Univision uh, has always been reporting extensively on the plight of uh, immigrants in the United States. But a lot of f- folks who don't know Spanish and follow Univision, who don't follow Univision regularly, don't know that also. Univision's role in terms of reporting on Latin America has always been to bash uh, socialist or progressive or populist governments in Latin America. So it's no surprise to those of us who regularly watch Univision that Jorge Ramos would ask Bernie Sanders this question about Venezuela and, uh, and democratic socialism. Senator Sanders, one country where many immigrants are arriving from is Venezuela. A recent UN fact-finding mission found that thousands have been disappeared, tortured, and killed by government forces in Venezuela. You admit that Venezuela does not have free elections, but still you refuse to call Nicolás Maduro un dictador, a dictator. Can you explain why and what are the main differences between your kind of socialism and the one being imposed in Venezuela? Cuba and Nicaragua. Well, first of all, let me be very clear. Anybody who does what Maduro does is a vicious tyrant. What we need now is international and regional cooperation for free elections in Venezuela so that the people of that country can make 
and can create their own future. In terms of democratic socialism, to equate what goes on in Venezuela with what I believe is extremely unfair. I'll tell you what I believe in terms of democratic socialism. I agree with what goes on in Canada and in Scandinavia, guaranteeing health care to all people as a human right. I believe that the United States should not be the only major country on earth not to provide paid family and medical leave. I believe that every worker in this country deserves a living wage and that we expand the trade union movement. I happen to believe also that what, to me, democratic socialism means is we deal with an issue we do not discuss enough, Jorge, not in the media and not in Congress. You got three people in America owning more wealth than the bottom half of this country. You got a handful of billionaires controlling what goes on in Wall Street, the insurance companies, and in the media. Maybe, just me, maybe, what we should be doing is creating an economy that works for all of us, not 1%. That's my understanding of democratic socialism. Speaking to a group of Latin American voters in Las Vegas the very next day, Sanders repeated his assertion that solving Latin America's problems will take a coalition of nations, rejecting the U.S. policy of unilateral regime change. However, Sanders was brutally honest about U.S. foreign policy in Latin America and why people risk their lives to leave their homes and migrate to the United States. Clean violence and clean terrible poverty. You know, we ought to be thinking about why that is happening in those countries. And we ought to bring the hemisphere together. And I won't say on my first day, because I already have made enough promises what I'll do on my first day. <laughs> um, but very early on, we're going to bring the hemisphere together to say, okay, what has to be done so that the people in Honduras and Guatemala can stay in their own countries and not live in the kind of poverty that they are living in. And this climbs into another issue, and that is climate change. In Guatemala alone, hundreds of, anybody here from Guatemala? Hundreds of thousands of people have seen a significant decline in them already while standing living because of climate change and their inability to grow the crops they need to feed their families. So as a hemisphere, we've got to come together, not only to deal with immigration, not only to deal with poverty, but to deal with climate change. Third point, and that is, all of you know, that the history of the United States' relationship with Latin America has been, to say the term, listed, would be an understatement. Uh, the so-called Monroe Doctrine, you all familiar with the Monroe Doctrine? And what it says is it's a great doctrine if you're in the United States. Which says the United States has the right to intervene in any country around the world, in Latin America. So back in the 1970s, the United States, Richard Nixon, Henry Kissinger, overthrew the democratically elected government of Salvador Allende because he was a threat to the corporate interest in this country. Or overthrown governments in Brazil. Overthrown governments in the Dominican Republic supported terrible people in El Salvador, which resulted in God knows how many murders and deaths. So what we need is a foreign policy in which the United States respects the independence 
of countries in Latin America and in Mexico. Sanders named the white supremacist Monroe Doctrine as a contributor to mass migration out of nations south of the U.S. border. The Monroe Doctrine was, and some would say still, is the United States foreign policy of opposing European colonialism in the Americas in the early 1800s so that it could colonize those countries and allow U.S. corporations to exploit the people, the land, and their resources. Sanders mentioned in Nixon's administration overthrow of President Salvador Allende in 1970, who was democratically elected in Chile, as an example. When it comes to human rights, Senator Bernie Sanders' platform seems to stand above the rest of the Democratic field, and thus far, he is the only candidate with the guts to acknowledge U.S. foreign policy as a destabilizing force around the world that is forcing people to flee their homelands in search of safety. As far as Ramos's questions concerning torture, the current POTUS, Donald Trump, ran a 2016 campaign blatantly endorsing the use of torture and one would assume as POTUS has given the green light to U.S. intelligence agencies to resume use of their torture techniques. Would you allow U.S. interrogators to waterboard terrorist prisoners in order to extract information? Absolutely. You know... This question was in the previous debate, okay? And they asked it of Ted Cruz. What do you think of waterboarding and what would you do and how bad? And he was like really weak on it. He was, well, I, he didn't want to get involved because he thought waterboarding was bad. So, it's, of course, it's bad, but it's not like, it's not chopping off heads, folks, okay? That I can tell you. So they asked him and he really gave a very incomplete answer. It was a terrible answer. He was stumbling and mumbling and he's going like, well, I don't know. I, 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 okay. Then they asked the question, well, what would you do? I said, I'd prove it immediately, but I'd make it also much worse. They said, what do you mean? I said, I'd do much worse. I said, they're chopping off our heads in the Middle East. They want to kill us. They want to kill us. They want to kill our country. They want to knock out our cities. And don't tell me it doesn't work. Torture works, okay, folks? Torture, you know, I have these guys. Torture doesn't work. Believe me, it works, okay? And waterboarding is your minor form. Some people say it's not actually torture. Let's assume it is. But they asked me the question, what do you think of waterboarding? Absolutely fine. But we should go much stronger than waterboarding. That's the way I feel. They're chopping off heads. Believe me, we should go much stronger because our country's in trouble. We're in danger. We have people that want to do really bad things. Remember the power of weaponry. This isn't 100 years ago where we fight hand-to-hand combat. This is weapons that are so destructive, so destructive, that the world could end. We have to be very strong, we have to be very vigilant, we have to be very tough. Waterboarding is fine, but it's not nearly tough enough, okay? It was Sanders who stood on the floor of Congress calling out George W. Bush's torture program. It was Sanders in 2007 that called out the gross U.S. violations of the Geneva Convention standards on torture in the use of waterboarding and enhanced interrogation techniques. It was Sanders who voted not to confirm Gina Haspel, Trump's nominee to lead the CIA, who had been implicated in overseeing torture sessions at a CIA black site. Uh, Mr. President, several weeks ago, I informed the citizens of Vermont uh, that I would be voting against the confirmation of Judge 
uh, Mukasey uh, to be Attorney General tonight. I am going to, in fact, be casting a no vote. Uh, Mr. President, there are several reasons why I will vote no on Judge Mukasey. First, like many of my colleagues, I was deeply disturbed by his response to the questions of waterboarding. Uh, he apparently does not know whether waterboarding is torture. Well, millions of Americans know that waterboarding is torture. People all over the world know that waterboarding is torture. The Geneva Convention is quite clear about waterboarding being torture. And frankly, I don't think it's too much to ask for us to have an attorney general who knows that waterboarding is torture. And that's one reason why I am voting against uh, Judge McKay. But there is a second reason and perhaps maybe an even more important reason. Uh, Mr. President, for the last six years, it is clear that we have had a president who does not understand what the Constitution of the United States is about. What this president believes essentially is that he can do anything he wants at any time against anybody in the name of fighting terrorism. And he happens to believe that the war on terrorism is unending. It's going to go on indefinitely. And I think it is very important that we have an attorney general who can explain the Constitution to a president who clearly does not understand it. Given Sanders' history on where he stands on torture, Ramos's question to him is all the more suspect. And one should suspect that it was not the debate moderator's intent to get Sanders to condemn Maduro, but rather to link socialism to human rights crimes in the mind of viewers. There is a concerted effort in the mainstream media to put socialism on trial in order to degrade support of Senator Sanders, hoping to play on the ignorance of voters when it comes to U.S. foreign policy. This has been Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News Report reminding you to support grassroots black media operations with a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project and Black Talk Radio Network.